Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, hello, let's go. It's your man Flip Mozzie, on schedule, on time, unlike the Saxy Prince, just in time to get you through the rest of the Vikings offseason. Training camp starts in nine, just nine days, so it's a perfect time to ramp up on your Vikings podcast. Climbing the pocket and myself are still just getting reacquainted in these days on SB Nation. So do yourself a favor, check out the entire suite, the main show, Pocket Protectors, Scolders, and Good Morning Gallahorn, your new voices. And when you meet a fan of any team, what's the first question you ask? What's the biggest thing on every fan's mind right now? It's usually, is our team any good? What a complicated question when you're a Vikings fan. Well, what you learn quickly is that I'm a self-proclaimed, unabashed, proud optimist when it comes to this purple football team. That doesn't mean there's ignorance. That doesn't mean there's blind faith. Just means I see all the facts and choose to be positive. That simple. Dave and Ted on GMG last week talked about how little this team has changed. Relatively in terms of NFL rosters during the age of free agency, I mean just look at it. We thought Anthony Barr would walk, he's back. We thought Everson Griffin would get cut, he's still here. They said Kyle Rudolph needed to go, he got extended. They said trade Waynes, but he's still on the roster. Even Shamar Steven is back in purple as if it's 2017 all over again. And what happened in 2017? They kicked ass. 13-3 NFC North Division Crown NFC Championship game appearance. A top 4 NFL team. Elite. But the perception and the narrative completely changed. Why? Because of one down year? Any look past 8-7-1 shows that 15 of the 22 starters from the 13-3 team return for 2019. Add to that newcomers, Anthony Harris, Garrett Bradbury, Josh Klein, Dalvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins. Besides, 2018 had its moment too. 8-7-1 is a season with equal amounts of highs and lows. And we'll say one final goodbye to 2018 with a celebration. Because on this podcast, we choose the positive. To exemplify, we're going to talk about the good. We're going to talk about what went right for the Vikings in 2018. Discuss the biggest games and the best plays in the most bare bones analysis of the game. The touchdowns. The bliss of 2018 to get us hyped for 2019. Here 
are the top 10 touchdowns of 2018 for the Minnesota Vikings. Blitz coming. Garoppolo sees it, fired, intercepted, and a clear route to the end zone for Mike Hughes. Touchdown. Big Mikey. This score put the Vikings up by 14 early on in the second half. Part of a game where the defense, including Harrison Smith and Sheldon Richardson, dominated. It wasn't necessarily a spectacular play. Hughes benefited from an edge blitz with J. Ron Curse and Eric Kendricks rushing off of Daniil Hunter's hip. Jimmy G threw errantly into that pressure and Hughes made the routine snag. Even so, it was a payoff for those of us who chose to give Hughes a chance. You know, rather than make silly comparisons to other positions on other teams, Mike Hughes was a hit before tearing his ACL in Week 6, looked the part immediately in preseason, and then made impact right off the bat with this Week 1 interception and score. Touchdown in Week 1, long kick return in Week 2, and he was starting games for the Purple defense by Week 4. If healthy, Hughes could be the next great Vikings cornerback. Cousins on third and long. Steps up. Cousins. Deep ball. Separation. Touchdown. Aldrich Robinson. Cousins is on the money. Oh, do we love it when Kirk goes deep. The Vikings piled it on the Miami Dolphins in week 15. 41 points for their highest scoring game of the season. Kevin Stefanski took over for John DiFilippo, and the Vikings responded, scoring touchdowns on their first three drives. This strike to Robinson came later. After settling for a couple of field goals, Kirk was on the money, hitting Robinson down the seam and putting his team up by 17. Aldrich caught five touchdowns for our purple in 2018. He was the deep threat and the surprise add to the receiver core instead of Kendall Wright, who never made it out of training camp. So for 2019, it'll be interesting to see if any of the new, younger receivers on the roster can replace him. Second down and 14. Pocket collapses again on Stafford, and he is going to pitch it. And the ball is on the ground. Minnesota scoops it up. And on his way into the end zone is Daniel Hunter. That is a touchdown. Big game Hunter. The defensive romp of Detroit in week 9 capped by this silly play. Sometimes when the D turns on all cylinders, you can see the opposing quarterback loses cool. That's what we saw here. Second and 14, Stafford escapes the pocket fine. Had a chance to gain a few yards with his feet. But instead, he acts a fool, tries to pitch it back to the running back, Carrion Johnson. No one expected that, not even Johnson. So the ball bobbled to the ground. Hunter, in pursuit, scooped it and easily scored to put the Vikings up by 18. Hunter won NFC Defensive Player of the Week after Week 9, with 9 tackles, 3 for a loss, 4 quarterback hits, Three and a half sacks and this fumble recovery. Wow. Cousins is trying to get it to the end zone. The Hail Mary from Cousins. It's caught! It's Kyle Rudolph for the Viking touchdown! These silly Detroit Lions. Oh, do we love it when Kirk goes deep. 
the Vikings went into Detroit needing another win to keep pace in the playoff race. They laid an absolute stinker in the first half, only saving grace the defense, managing to hold the Lions to field goals. Even so, the score was 0-9 before Kirk finally found Stephon Diggs. Then, still losing where they never should have been, Kirk pulled out the cannon to end the second half. 60 yards in the air from his powerful right arm to the big outstretched frame of the 6'6 Kyle Rudolph. Such a huge play to give Minnesota the lead and they never looked back, winning 24-9. Our Vikings had to have that game, had to have that play to turn it all around and Rudy gave it to us. He finished with 9 catches, 122 yards and 2 touchdowns. Now, Rudy could have a legitimate partner after the Vikings drafted Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama. But don't expect those big, impactful plays to disappear from Kyle Rudolph's repertoire. This will be a tight end tandem in 2019. Yes, it was. A couple of those guys up right now with Dalvin Cook down. Rookie free agent out of Cincinnati, Boone, and then Thomas. And now back to Latavius Murray sniffing the end zone, and he will get there. 38-yard touchdown run. I'm on right train to, to ride it. This is why we're doing this, because we don't remember all these plays. Week 7 against the Jets, the Vikings started the year slow, before ripping off three straight wins to get to 4-2-1. Without Dalvin Cook, the question became, again, who in the backfield is going to step up? And the answer was, again, Latavius Murray. Tay scored two touchdowns in this affair, including this easy gallop to put the Vikings up by three scores. Just across midfield early in the fourth quarter, they dialed up 25, he hit the hole to the right before bouncing back left, and man did Tay have that deceptive speed, outrunning all defenders on his way to the end zone. Latavius is in New Orleans now next to Alvin Kamara, so the question for a purple is, again, who's going to step up next to Dalvin Cook? Can Dalvin stay healthy? And even so, who's his running mate? Is it Alex Madison, the draft pick from Boise State? Mike Boone, who flashed in the preseason but not in the regular season of 2018? Can Amir Abdullah stick around and add to the offense? Will Rock Thomas overcome his suspension? Both the wide receiver three and running back two positions are very interesting right now. Second down and four, little shoulder fake. Here's Thielen wide open. Thielen, touchdown, Minnesota. Oh, do we love it when Kirk goes deep. Y'all must have been wondering where Adam Thielen was on this countdown, but don't you worry, he's right here. The third 40-yard touchdown catch in this ranking. It's a beautiful thing when Kirk calls for the long ball, y'all. We just gotta see it more often. This play came in week four on Thursday night football against the eventual NFC champions, the Los Angeles Rams. A losing effort, yes, but a very important game since it was the game where the offense showed its potential in primetime against an elite team. Cousins responded to a Rams field goal drive by completing four consecutive passes, including a seam down the left hash to Thielen and an easy pitch and catch to Latavius Murray after the play fake 
for the two-point conversion. That cut LA's lead to three points late in the third quarter and was a clear sign the 2018 Vikings could compete with anybody if they could get out of their own way. And Thielen, <laughs> in the midst of his eight straight games of over 100 yards, he caught eight balls in the Coliseum for 135 yards and this touchdown. The crowd went wild. Can you dig it? The game changer pulled the Vikes within two points early in the fourth quarter of this epic week two tie at Lambeau Field. The first six of a combined 31-point quarter before a scoreless overtime with multiple missed field goals. On second and ten, Diggs lined up on the right side, stacked behind Laquan Treadwell. As Treadwell darted left, Diggs streaked to the pylon before cutting back inside. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins took the shotgun snap, faked the Dalvin Cook run, bounced back, rocked forward, and unleashed to Stefan. The bomb led Diggs back to the right, away from the first defender. He hauls it in and finished the score with an easy stiff arm, leaping into the end zone. The crowd went wild. Before JDF shortened Diggs' route tree, these were the types of plays Stefan would make all the time. But it was a rarity in 2018 when Diggs' yards per target fell by 20%. By volume, last season was the best year of Stefan's career. By race statistics, it was the worst. And that means five years into Diggs' career, there's still plenty of room for the young man to grow. Cousins, pressure, hit as he throws, going for Thielen, he's got it! Waiting for a single touchdown! Oh my! The equalizer. If you count the nice little stick route by Diggs on the two-point conversion, but that wasn't a touchdown, so we're not talking about that here. We're talking about the most insane pass of the season. The zipline touchdown catch, Adam Thielen with 31 seconds left in week two. I mean, how? Y'all gotta go watch this play again, even though I know you've seen it hundreds of times. With a defender at his feet, Cousins arms his throw, leading Thielen perfectly from 30 yards away, slicing it through two baffled Packer defenders. Not even Adam thought that ball was getting through that tight window. But the basket catch was good enough as he slid back inside the pylon into the end zone. When the Vikings needed it most, Diggs and Thielen were there. Two elite receivers, two elite seasons next to each other. Unfortunately, Minnesota also had kicking troubles and offensive line troubles that pushed this game from a win to a tie. And we can't have a tie take first place in a top 10 ranking. Joseph 
may win this long foot race. Linval Joseph, no flags, touchdown Minnesota. The gas man can. Linval Joseph hit a home run in week five. Steven Weatherly wins on the rip inside move. Pops Carson Wentz as he's trying to escape the pocket and the ball pops straight up into Linval's hands. Was it a fumble or an interception? Nobody cares because Joseph turned on the Jets. He streaked down the right side of the field. Usually when the big men have the ball, you'll see a running back, a receiver track him down. Not this time. Linval too fast. He separated from the green jerseys and gave our Vikings a lead that they never gave back. Many fans found this game critical, a game to prove the NFC Championship was a fluke or to mute most of the loud Eagles fans rubbing it in. I don't know or really care. For me, it's just important to get back to 500 early on in the season. While the offense struggled to put the ball in the end zone, Linval certainly didn't. Dalvin Cook has had a big day, 115 yards and a touchdown. You can add to the number here. Oh, beautiful spin move, and Cook takes it to the outside. Oh, what an effort. Dalvin Cook, touchdown Vikings. Backfield chef. Maybe we're just rubbing it in at this point, but we deserve it. And so does Dalvin Cook. The oft-injured Cook finally got healthy, was finally used by Kevin Stefanski, and finally produced behind better offensive line blocking in week 15. On first and 15, Cook took the handoff, read the zone blocking, and spun out a linebacker in the middle before cutting all the way back to the right. It was a quick, stunning series of jukes that let Dalvin at the 10-yard line without any defenders to beat. Jogged into the end zone with the peace sign up. Dalvin featured with 20 touches, over 160 yards, and two scores. It was the second 100-yard game of his career, first since the first game of his career. And that's just a damn shame. Due to injury, due to play calling, due to poor blocking, we've got to fix all those things for 2019, fam. If there is a breakout candidate on the Vikings offense, it has to be Dalvin Cook. That's the list. 10 touchdowns and don't we feel better about 2018? That's what I'm here for and here is where I'll be for all of 2019 too. Thanks for listening y'all. Next podcast we'll be getting ready for camp. So till next time, Skull Vikes. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. 
Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.